now we will begin the dance. This is the Brahms dance. It's back, baby! Hello, and welcome to Post Game of Thrones, the official Game of Thrones podcast of the books of the TV show of the George R. R. Martin. I'm your host, Eddie. <laughs> it's back, it's good! I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, also known as a regular orange-eating man, and with me as always is Brooks Oglesby. <laughs> hey, I'm Planetus, is a beautiful place, and I'm no longer afraid to die, Brooks Oglesby, and I'm... Boy, what a, what a show! I really, you know, I really would love to talk to, to, talk to you about the episode of Game of Thrones we watched this Sunday night. <laughs> But our chat is currently a gas fire because someone, no, yeah, it's, it's someone more important. who's who will rena- remain unnamed to to preserve privacy stated that their father doesn't know that you can eat oranges, and t- he's been sticking a straw in it and slurping it up for his whole life. That doesn't even work. It's not a, like it's not a cartoon. <laughs> so I'm just getting this out of the way so y'all are on the same page that someone's grown father didn't know so I, I apologize to all 15 of you who just sent in asks telling us to talk about oranges <laughs> but we're not gonna fucking do it because we're getting it out of the way uh, listen I'm from Florida this is my expertise they call it the sunshine fruit is what they call it it's it's literally like is somebody not knowing that you can melt ice and Hey, remember, remember when Tyler Lannister melted down ice? Remember when he melted down ice and he sucked it up through a straw? Yeah. It was good. Anyway. You can so how, how you been? How's the last year been, bud? Oh, yeah, we haven't talked in many uh, time. <laughs> I I watched an anime I saw again. I've been watching mm-hmm. that again. Um, I went I went to Florida. That's about it. Yeah. You, cool. You got a master's degree. Yeah, I wrote a thesis about wrestling. Um, I started drinking um, pure Lacroix because I'm just I'm just the worst. Like and unflavored. Literally unflavored, just you know, like carbonated water in a can. You know, we Kim's sister, I think, brought this stuff. It's like this is like a highly concentrated power drink that tastes good, and it's like you have to mix it with something, and maybe mix it with sparkling water, and it'll be bubbly. And I was like, you know what, I wish I had right now. A pure, untouched lacroix. God, isn't that the truth? And I could have a tasty carbonated drink. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, um, Dragonstone was viewed by 16.1 million viewers. It was viewed by 16.1 million viewers, doubling the viewer count of last season's premiere that had 8 million. Making it the most watched episode in the series history. Do you, like... I'm, I know we're going to talk about this for eight hours on the episode when it happens, but when Jon Snow eats out his aunt's pussy, it's going to be the most watched sex scene in in human history, and everybody's going to... It's going to be. It's going to happen, and everyone's going to see it in the whole world and still pretend Game of Thrones is good. Yeah. Um, um, so how do you... I don't know. I've been... For the last 48 hours, personally, I've been coping with just the fact that now we know what's going to happen in the Winds of Winter. Oh, yeah, of course. So how are you sort how are you sort of coping knowing exactly how it's going to go in the winds of winter for sure? It's really like a weight off my shoulders. Like I don't now have I to don't really, have to read it. I I mean I don't have to read it is the thing. Like yeah. now that the show has finally improved George R. R. Martin's magnum opus, like I don't have anything to live for. 
So like if I like if I like accidentally stumble into a Barnes and Noble in like 2021, mm-hmm. like I might I might, you know, open up the Winds of Winter and just kind of like see how they wrote Sam's poop montage, just like how it got to the page. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really I'm not going to read a fucking thousand pages when I already know exactly yeah. what's going to happen. I don't need a thousand pages to, to of 200 of which is juror yelling shit. So Yeah. Um what do you think of the episode? Can I tell you something? Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> uh, just gonna just gonna give you a brief little uh, glimpse into my mind. You might <laughs> welcome to my twisted mind. Uh, not good. Not, good. not one of the better uh, episodes. Listen, um, I've I've talked to two people in in the meat space who like who watched the show and they asked me what I thought and like me saying just like I think the books are better like. <laughs> Their skin turns inside out, and, it's, like, all of their bones liquefy. I don't get it. Like, people who like the show defend it so much without knowing the source material. Like, I don't want to be, like, a shitty gatekeeper guy. I mean, like, I will be. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to be, but I will be for the next season. My favorite sorry. is, like, uh, Kim's, like, friend who watches it, texted her. She's like, oh, she texted me. And I was like, well, what did she say about it? And she said, I liked the humor. <laughs> <laughs> like, are we watching the same show? It's good humor. It's so funny when there's shit for two minutes of an episode that's 52 minutes long, and it's just constant shit. I like when the hound says the C word. I like when he's friends with fire now. I like when he eats. character development. Hey, my favorite ship moment is when um, Brienne has never smiled or shown interest in Tormund in any way in two seasons and is clearly disgusted, but Tormund makes a horny face. Did you see that they're going to be selling a cool Funko Pop-style toy, then the two of them come in a package together? Yeah, weirdly it shows them both smiling, which Which, Brienne has never done to Tormund. Which, in in source material, um, you know, never, never... So I paid Bright House just yesterday 15 extra dollars a month just to get me the strongest, fastest internet. Uh-huh. So um, they'll be I'll, they'll be speaking to me right after this podcast. Good. <laughs> I I will speak to them as well. Yeah, say, it's hey, great. That thing. No, please. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Let's let's talk let's talk talk about the episode. Okay, it's cold open. How cold open? How's it begin? Begin. The original, because the scene after this, it's actually an actual cold open, because you see the white walkers. But this one, it's mm-hmm. a film term. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, they made this one a cold open in the inside of the episode because they said that David Bradley did such a good job pretending to be Arya, which footage not found. But anyways. Um, Have you any interview they ever give, they explain why they do things because the actor was good? Yeah, which, literally anything. Which is not... I thought how you were supposed to make, like, films or TV, but okay. They weren't going to burn Shireen, but then they saw that Stephen Delane had a cool-looking face when there was flames in front of him, so he decided mm-hmm. to burn Shireen. Mm-hmm. They, just, the they, saw Hodor, they saw Hodor standing in front of, like, the double doors for the studio, and they were like, that looks very good. And we said, they said his actor just stood in front of those doors so well that we had to give him his own scene where he did it for real. Yeah. Hold George door, Charlie. T- told us about this. Mm-hmm. So, um, Walter Frey summoned all of the Frey men here to the Red Wedding Room, um, and he does say, uh, this, hap- this happened within a fortnight of the finale of last season, so less than 14 days. I'm already tired of talking about this episode. Well, then, he's, then um, Walter Frey, who's actually Arya Stark, says, no more of that Dornish horse piss, this is the finest armor gold. We can talk about piss a little bit. Yeah, but it's red. If you look at the wine, it's red. It's red, because that's the cool blood color. 
Um, and Arya just like she knows all of the minor frays and how to summon them, and they. So within um, fourteen days of the last feast that they had at um, the end of last season, they every single male fray came back. Not uh-huh. one was missing because he was like out doing something or like that was sick. Cleo's fray was out with Jamie and Brienne or anything yeah, like that. None of that. And also, this means that Arya has been pretending to be Walder Frey for at least two weeks. What I'm trying to say is that she's had to shit in Walder Frey's body at least like a good seven or eight times. Yeah. And she's probably seen like Walder his, Frey's and, booty and ass. Sleep with his um like child wife. And it's also funny because even Arya is like, I'm not wasting wine on a damn woman. It's because she doesn't like them very much. She doesn't like them very much. Um, so remember how Arya uh, killed all of the kitchen staff without nobody, without anybody realizing it, and then cleaned she, it all up and then least, stole all their faces? She at least killed one kitchen staff member because she had her face. So she must yes. have killed at least one innocent person. Women on top. Women on top. And then she she cooked them all into a pie without anybody noticing... And then served to Walter Frey, killed him without anybody noticing, cleaned up all the blood. And then, um, oh, she also learned all of the details from the Red Wedding when she got, like, knocked out right at the beginning of. Yeah, she knew specifically who was there and how her mother died so she could kill Walter Frey in the exact same manner. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so, so Walter Frey Arya keeps talking about how she's like, Hey, you all helped me to kill all the Starks at the Red Wedding. And they're all like, yeah, we're evil. Yes, excellent. And mm-hmm. then she goes into the thing where it's like, you killed Talisa, who was not a Lannister spy and who was pregnant. And yes. then they're immediately, like, stunned silent about, oh, wait, we actually did bad things. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Now they, everyone Oh, no, drinks. this must be Arya Stark in disguise, they all think. But but they all drink already, and, and, and Arya Stark, as Waldefrey, did not drink and had a mean smile. She had a mean smile, and then, um, so they're all, like, choking on this poison wine, because she also used the thousand pounds of poison wine she that poisoned the phrase have. enough wine to kill at least 40 guys? Immediately. Immediately, all of whom are male fray bloodline members. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, so then, like, they're all dying, and Arya pulls off her mask, and then also takes off the stilts and the voice modulator, and... Because did you know that a, a fa- faceless men just kind of like step into the entire skin of people? I'm, you know what I'm really looking forward to when Arya using the faceless men's like magic technology for her own like personal grudge is going to come back and bite her. I'm really looking forward to when that will happen. Hey, remember when Arya left the most secretive, murderous, uh, secret death cult in the entire known world? And then um, she left and is using all of their tricks publicly, and they're just they're cool with that. Specifically for her own personal, for her own grudges, personal, yeah. Which you're, which is like the first rule of not to do. Yeah, it's good. And remember, remember when, when like she was 14? chased by a faceless man um, when she was like dying of like tummy ass poison, and like uh, the faceless man was like the waif was uh, tracking her down without using any of her powers. She was just like running and making Terminator face. Remember when Arya killed another faceless man and then Jack and Hagar said, you are truly no one, Arya Stark? <laughs> Remember when Arya cut through the wax part of a candle and it immediately got went extinguished? Out? Yeah. It's a good show. Holy shit. Man, I miss season six. Anyways, 
Um, so, so there's this traumatized Frey woman that Arya talks to, and then it's like, hey, I'm Arya Stark, and you know how I just killed everybody who you've ever known in your entire life? Um, tell them that Winter came. Yeah, that one. And, uh, this woman's, uh, in any real world, uh, she would extremely be put to death for this. Yeah. Who's gonna believe the actual story? Uh, so what happened is Arya Stark was here, and she was had Walter Frey's face, and she killed everyone. Okay. Yeah, and then um, she, as she's walking out, she does the exact same shot. Where she has the Sansa Stark badass smirk where she walks away from murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was like, this is like, of course, like in the books, there's like a lot of theories about like, oh, there's going to be like a, a Stoneheart Red Wedding too, where like it's going to be like, you know, and it's going to be a, a lot of more interesting stuff about, like, the futility of revenge and, like, how Stoneheart is actually a really tragic character. Um, so here's that version of it where it's just good and badass and it gets everybody in the bars and watch parties fucking hype because it's Game of Thrones and anybody can die except for the main character. Everyone I saw talking about the scene was about how cool and badass it was. I love child soldiers now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're good. They're good. And I don't this think the about the logistics of anything. History. My favorite thing about it's this show good. is how realistic it is. That's what I like about the show, is that you can fucking put on a Goron mask like Majora's mask and immediately turn an old man. Mm-hmm. And poison it's everyone good. forever. It's good. It's good. And also Cersei knows about it immediately. Cersei knows about it immediately, and Cersei also knows that Tyrion made is the Daenerys' hand, even though they've been literally sailing across the sea for since last season. Remember how Varys can, Remember? Get, can get from, oh, yeah. from Marine to Dorne, back to Marine, and back to Westeros? Meanwhile, the all of the, like, the monsters north of the Wall have been walking for the past four seasons, and they still haven't reached the Wall. <laughs> and they don't need to stop for food or sleep or anything. Remember how fucking John left Hardhome two seasons ago? Yeah. And went back to the wall, and the White Walkers are still fucking chugging along. Yeah. It's a good show. It's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, so the intro plays, and that's the best part of the episode. And then um, we see a bunch of White Walkers walking through the snow. Did you know that the White Walkers are coming? Oh, did you know and, that one of them is a giant? Hey, remember all that shit about how one one was supposed to be the last giant? Mm, not entirely true. Yeah. Um, so it seems like that was bullshit. And, like, is bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I remember so much fucking Battle of the Bastards discourse about how, oh, one one's the last of his kind, and he he died just to help John kill Ramsay. No, I really, really care about him. I've known him for so long. Why did he go into battle without a weapon when that's the biggest <laughs> and most efficient way to kill men? If he just had, like, a big tree and swung it around, and then he could clear a bunch of paths for everyone, then they wouldn't fall on each other and die. Wouldn't that be good? See. Remember, okay, the best part about, like, the 1-1 one, one thing is there are people who think that the the giant, the evil giant in the White Walker army now is just a reanimated 1-1. One, one. Mm-hmm. So they just think that, like, he died in Winterfell, and then he teleported beyond the wall, because that's what the, the White Walkers can just do that now, who cares? And then became a, um, a, a, a like, zombie giant with blue eyes. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so we see that the White Walkers are still marching on the wall um, four seasons later. And meanwhile, um, Mira pulling Bran on the cart beat them to the wall. Yes, even though they were under siege from them when when uh, Danny DeVito as Hodor held the door. 
the door, Charlie. I I can't I hold it much longer. Yeah. My friend Chris, he has to get all credit for this. We were he was over, and someone made a joke about Danny DeVito playing <laughs> playing every character in Game of Thrones, and we just started saying like lines, <laughs> like the man who passes the sentence should swing the sword, Charlie, like that. And then I get the door, Charlie. I can't hold it much longer. What do we say to the god of death, Charlie? <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Anyway. So, yeah, Bran was warging for literally no reason, and then, um... Did you know that Ed is the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch now? Apparently, Dolorous Ed, the 1,000th Commander of the Night's Watch. Yeah, and this entire episode is just... This entire episode is... Remember how last season premiere, it was just like, hmm, I wonder what Hodor's name means. Yeah. like, good foreshadowing. This entire episode is just like, the wall's gonna fall down. Yeah, I counted at least three times people were like, there's a wall between us and them. What do we have to worry yeah. about? We're and perfectly one... safe from the White Walkers because the wall will always be standing. And, and it's going to fall as soon episode. as, like, Jon Snow stimulates his aunt's clitoris. Yeah. That's, um, that's the magic that's that's used to, like, uh, seal like seal the wall in place. Yeah. So, um, so you know how, like, when uh, you're at war with people beyond the wall... And, um, you just, you're the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, and then you just kind of go down and open the gate and ask them if they're evil? Remember when you, when you see two, like, children at the gate, so you, the, personally, the Lord of the Night's Watch, go to greet them at the gate? Because you and, don't know anyone else's name in the Night's Watch anymore, because they all fucking died for no reason? Yeah. Um, the, and he says, are you wildlings? Who the fuck else would it be, Ed? <laughs> uh, it's a good thing, because they're not. And Brandon yeah, they're not like, for this I, scene. I watched you in my mind on Brandon Stark. Hey, question about Bran. Why does becoming a green seer mean you have to talk like a bored fucking robot all the time? Because it means he's magic. Like, you can just say, uh, you know, I have these powers that I can see the future. You know, you were at the Fist of the First Man. It was really fucked up. You were, but he, you were at the Fist of the First Man. You've seen the Night King. He's coming. How us. does everyone know he's called the Night King? Because he wears a name tag that says the Night King. Anyway. Brand's there so, now um, at the wall. And that's the only Brand scene we have in this episode. Yeah, and in, in episode six, Brand's going to be like, Hey, Dolor said, did you know that um, Rhaegar and Lyanna are John's parents? And then they're going to send him a raven. And then um, right after he pleases the Kelsey, it's gonna he's going to be like, Oh, beans. No. And then that's oh, season eight. Thanks, Kelsey. So yeah, the wall's coming down, and that's, like, nobody, get, like, it doesn't fucking matter, any of the wall shit, because they're just waiting for the wall to fall down. Yeah. So meanwhile, John mm-hmm. is talking to the Northerners about how Maesters should be looking for dragon glass. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, you know, I'm, far be it for me to, like, harp on, like, Stannis, but, uh, remember in season five, uh, when Stannis met Sam in the library and said that he had dragon glass on Dragonstone. Remember that? And then later in the episode when Sam says, wow, there's a mountain of dragon glass on Dragonstone. Just like Stannis told me. And we're supposed to act like it's important, even though he literally told us he knew this already? Remember when Sam said, I killed a White Walker with dragon glass. And Stannis says, wow, we have a lot of that on Dragonstone. And then he sees Melisandre's booty ass one time and then burns his only air. Yeah. Remember when he he says eyes fucking bugged out of his head like a cartoon wolf seeing a sexy rabbit? Remember? <laughs> I guess my favorite yeah. Stannis. My favorite. 
I like when uh, Stannis starts to tell the Proudwing story, and then he sees Melisandre's booty, and he say, he does a he does a fucking Auga ship's uh, horn noise. Auga, and then an anvil falls on his head, and <laughs> a piano falls on him, and his teeth are the keys. Remember when he drops? Remember when he drops a piano on his only heir's head, and her fucking amiibo has teeth? Remember. Um, Remember that one time when he was at the top of the wall with John and they were having a serious talk about like his like lineage and like what his legacy could be but then he saw Melisandre walking down at the bottom of the wall and he ran off of the wall and he kept running in midair until he looked down and realized he was falling. <laughs> And then he held up a wooden sign that said yikes, and then he fell and splat into the snow. Remember when Stannis sailed into the Blackwater Rush, and then Tyrion painted a picture of King's Landing on the rocks? <laughs> and, then and then he, he just sailed all of his ships into it. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, man, it's fucking good. So anyways, <laughs> so Robin Glover from the books is here, and he's like, yeah, about time we taught all these boy men, uh, men, boys of the summer, how to fight. As if they didn't just fight against the Boltons. Uh-huh. Um, and then Liana Mormont stands up, and it's just fucking bad, dude. Like, this just wouldn't happen. It's not, like... This is... I know, like, season six made it clear that, like, this show is fan service, and that's, like, that's, that's just how it is. Like, it's that's, not us being snarky. Like, like, it's all it is. They, because... they saw, like, this one-off, like, oh, it's cute that, like, the heir of Bear Island is, like, a 12-year-old girl. Like, like and, and it kind of, like, in a way, it makes sense because they went to Bear Island, and they're like, we need your help. And she's like, this is my family. Whatever. I'm the leader of it. But there's absolutely no fucking way any, like, northern lord would be like, oh, yes, a 12-year-old girl. I'll listen to her. Yeah, it's, patriarchy exists when they need to, like, sexually assault a character. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, when they need, like, a 12-year-old girl to just call, like, high lords pussies and for them to, like, put their tail between their legs, then it's also not there. This, uh, can I, can I make a funny, um, like, real yeah, life? Yeah, do it, please. Real life political, um, Ooh, reference? hit me with it. Jon Snow is, like, our dear leader president in the same sense that he just listens to whoever the last person to talk to him is. <laughs> Like, whatever the last word to get into his smooth brain is, that's what he's gonna do. <laughs> Remember how um, Sansa was trying to, like, shore up defenses against Cersei, and then she, like, turned around and she was like, what do you think, John?" And John was just, like, in a big monster truck and trying to, like, toot the horn. <laughs> John was steering a big fire truck and Davos was standing on the ground clapping at him. <laughs> Stannis anyway. hated monster trucks. I hated yeah. him so much. He, he had demons in his brain. He only Stannis never drive, let me honk the horn. He only wanted to drive electric vehicles. Um. Anyway, John's like, no, Santa's like, we should kill the people who betrayed us because it's treason, or no, like destroy their castles or whatever, right? Yeah, because um, because Sansa, the one who's all about like compassion and stuff like that, she would be like, hey, like, you know, fuck, We're, fuck this lineage and like proud history of. So, so John says no, and he says, it's okay if they just, even though they just tried to murder us, if they just swear fealty to me. So you two children, who are the last members of your houses, I guess, come and do that, and then it'll be fine. And it's fucking Alice Karstark and some idiot kid who I don't care about. You, you don't care about Eddard Umber? No. <laughs> but it's but he's named after Ned, who in season six we said is an honorable um, oh yeah, because he's stupid and dumb, dumb and Sansa respects. He's stupid and dumb and Sansa hates him. Yeah. He spits on his grave. Um, remember, hey, also, remember when in the first season Arya killed a bunch of, not maybe totally innocent, but not explicitly involved in the crime people, and it's supposed to be good, but then Jon like, spares them and then it's bad? Hey, she meets Ed Sheeran. 
We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Hey, but um, remember how they were like, ooh, this like Leon, this uh, Liana Mormont, like that's a really cool bit from the book. Um, let's take that and then like erase all of the famous women warriors of the North and of House Mormont, like the She Wolves and all that. And remember how the wildling women? Yeah, there's no female wildlings at all, unless you're Brienne or that one lady who saw a kid and got scared and died. Uh huh. Um. And this is literally just so for this scene, John could be like a cool feminist ally and be like, women should be drafted too. Women should be drafted um, too. Hire female soldiers. My sister is an idiot. Yeah, and also like, like Leon, they used Leona Mormont to say that like, literally we should have we should start training child soldiers and it's a good thing. We shouldn't be doing anything like building armor or harvesting food or like raising horses. Everyone should be fighting all the time and it's good. Well, I mean, you can just kind of like say that I'm going to build a thousand ships and then they just kind of show up. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, you have to you have to read the script first though. I don't think Leon knows yeah. how to read. So um, like, also, probably the brain genius line of the of the week. I'm gonna say probably goes to Sansa in this scene because mm-hmm. uh, one of the it doesn't Northern Lords don't fucking matter in the show. Mm-hmm. One of them says like we should burn, we should like the Car Stark and the Umbers their castle should be like torn to the ground. And Sansa Stark brain genius says the castles didn't commit a crime. If you think about it, <laughs> I am the calculation master. If you think about it, it's the people that lived there. Yeah, and then and then she talks to John directly about how he's a fucking idiot in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And then but Littlefinger. Then the ne- but then in the next scene, she says he's good. It's great. Um, so yeah, this whole scene is about how Sansa's like so concerned with like honoring true Northerners thirty seconds before she spits on her dad's grave. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a fucking when when they're like there are loyal Northern lords who deserve castles. Um, there's a shot of Davos, which I guess implies that he just, des- ooh, this feels like fucking putting on an old jacket. Um, my old favorite pair of jeans. It, it like seems to imply that he deserves one of his castles. Um, a friendly reminder that Davos has a fucking wife at home. He has a wife and he, uh, Why don't you go home to your fucking first, wife, Davos? Hey, doesn't Davos live on Dragonstone? No, there are no small folk on Dragonstone. Then he's like, get the fuck out, Davos. I'm fucking your wife. <laughs> your onion cuck. Onion <laughs> uh, It's a good show um, when you think so, about it at all. Yeah, so this scene is all about how John's like, my father taught me that the man should pass the sentence, should swing the sword, and never mention that two weeks ago he just hung a fucking 12-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. Did he? What, did he make the hang happen, or did like Dolores Ed fucking do it? I don't remember. But. He cut. He cut like a rope that made the all of them get hung, hanged at the same time. Uh-huh. Okay, so next scene. We're moving on. Next scene. Mm-hmm. Um, John and Sansa do the Game of Thrones thing where they're like walking at the same. They're just like walking in nowhere, just so somebody can like stop dramatically when they mm-hmm. get mad. Yeah. Um. So John says, hey, I'm the king, can you stop undermining me? And then Sansa says, you're just like Joffrey. Yeah, he was a good king. He's just like Joffrey. And then John says, do you really think I'm just like Joffrey? And she says, like, she sees a squirrel, and then she's like, what? You're as far from Joffrey as anyone I've ever met. Those are the exact words she says. Who the fuck is this, bud? Like, who? Who? Whom? Like, whenever Sansa is talking, it's just the fucking, like, see and say that is, like, loaded with script lines, and then you spin it, and whatever happens, that's what comes out of your mouth. 
Yeah, because then, literally, the next line, so 10 seconds after she compared him to Joffrey, says, you're good at ruling. And then John gets, like, all sad dick about it, and he's like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm back here. And Sansa's like, no, you really, you really are. Um, and he's been ruling for five minutes, and he just, and when he was ruling in Night's Watch, he killed a 12-year-old kid two weeks ago, and he just compared him to Joffrey. Remember how, when he was the leader of the Night's Watch, he fucked up so bad that everyone wanted to murder him, and then they all said he's the king of the North, and he's also a bastard? He's like a double bastard. Do you know, like, it's so easy to fix this show. Like, because check this out, two major problems. Like, like, if any effort is ever put into writing it, it would make sense. Yeah, the thing, like, honestly, like, okay, because two major problems I have is that death didn't change John at all. It didn't matter. It was just a cliffhanger. And... John and Sansa are fighting for no reason. Yeah. What if death, like, changed John and made him, like, kind of different than Sansa remembers, and he's, like, harsher than he used to be because death changed him, and then, like, they could have arguments over, like, you're forgetting, like, your Stark lineage. Like, it's very easy to just solve these major problems with, like, 30 seconds of thought. But instead, we need them to fight because Littlefinger. Yeah, and then Sansa goes off on how, like... uh Hey, did you know that Ned used to always say that everything before the word but is bullshit? A famous Ned Stark saying? Uh, yeah, of course. And then she says, Ned never wanted to show his girls how dirty the word the world was, but Ned couldn't protect her and neither can you, John. Hey, did you know that the world is, is bad? Do you know that everything's... Oh, you know, I just realized Bran is going to fucking find out... In order to make John legitimate, Bran is going to war into pastime and realize that Lyanna and Rhaegar had a secret marriage and Howland Reed was there. Yeah, and then he's gonna warg, he's gonna go to Dragonstone and he's gonna be like, I can't let John fuck his aunt, and then Bran's gonna warg into John's balls and it's gonna be like Hodor holding the door, but it's gonna so be Bran holding Bran, back the cum from his balls. It's, what, it's, so that, does that mean that John is gonna like fire Bran out <laughs> of his dick and then, this is, this is like that stupid Tyrion time traveling baby plot, but real. Is it stupid, though? Like, she, Daenerys is going to get pregnant with Bran because he wore it to Jon's balls. <laughs> and then the show's going to restart. It's beautiful. It rhymes. Um, <laughs> it's like poetry. Here's the, I was thinking about this the other day, about, like, the Tyrion, like, clearly a joke theory. Like, since the show is just, like, confirming bullshit fan theories without any, like, payoff or, like, reasoning or anything like that, like... How happy are There's you only a couple left. Clegane Bull happens. I don't... Like, I was just, like, I was ordering uh, my chicken parmi sandwich from Wawa last night, uh-huh. and it just hit me that they're definitely going to reveal that Tyrion is a Targaryen, even though he's extremely not. Oh, I, on my way home, I found a cool Wawa hack. Yeah? The, uh, the fantasy Coke machine was broken, and someone was mm. fixing it. And I usually, when I get my iced coffee, the iced coffee machine is away from the fantasy Coke machine, but I go to that machine and get my ice. And I was right. like, oh, man, is the ice broken? I want something for my cold drink. And then the, uh-huh. lady, the lady was like, ask behind the, the deli counter, they have ice there. And I was like, oh, okay, because I guess they make those, like, smoothie drinks and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, excuse me, can I have ice, my good sir? And then I tipped my fedora, and he said, certainly. <laughs> and then he, and the ice he gave me was not ice cubes, it was the little round ice, like you get from Sonic. Oh, the good ice. The good ice. So now I know how to get secret good ice at Wawa. That and nugget ice? The nugget ice, yes. Mm-hmm. It's very good. I didn't know they had that, but now I know, and it's good. So use that to your advantage. 
Yeah. So anyways, John's going to like be able to ride one of the dragons because like he's a Targaryen and that's just how it works. And that also explains why Tyrion was just like completely able to just kind of charm a dragon immediately. Um, John can't be a Targaryen because he was burned by fire when he touched it and he threw it out of white. So. <laughs> that's so true. What am I thinking? So fuck you, first of all. Yeah. Oh man, pardon. Why was Tyrion so scared of Blackwater? Um, remember it would have been so cool if Tyrion was like in the Sept of Baelor when it exploded, and then he walked out and he was naked, and we saw his enormous dick. It would be so funny if he had a big, good luck dwarf cock. What happened in the show? <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, Sansa says you need to be smarter than father. Um, I'm I miss I miss Robin Ned, but they made stupid mistakes and lost their head for it. Even though Ned died literally sullying his good name to protect me, Sansa Stark. And this is going to be the entire storyline until Jon eats his aunt's pussy, so strap in. Cersei uh, says that Jon's come and bend the knee. Oh, sorry. I know that like we've been on this scene for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is also... Um, it's been pointed out that Sansa is wearing her hair exactly like Cersei in this scene. Oh, good. And she's like, you forgot... You were so worried about the Night King, you forgot about your enemy to the south. You're the military man, but anybody who knows Cersei knows that she won't... Everyone who's crossed Cersei, she's found a way to murder, and she won't stop until she destroys you. Um, Except for literally me, Sansa Stark, and my husband Tyrion, who she extremely didn't care about immediately. It's so good when you think about it. My other thing that's good is that... You know how like this episode had a lot of maps and like references to geography? Mm-hmm. And, like, the show's well thought out because it, like, honors its map. Um, mm-hmm. Like, Sansa's saying, like, there's a wall to the north of us. There's no, there's no like, geographical borders or anything that's preventing uh, Cersei from marching to the north. Because um, there's just no, there's nothing that you can, that's hard to march through or no, like, twins or no more Kaelin. Or anything like that, because armies can just teleport now. Remember how Dragonstone remained untouched for, like, a hundred years after Stannis died, even though when Euron went to King's Landing, he would have had to sail past it? Remember when Euron was uh, on his way to go murder his his cousins in, like, Marine? And he um, said, let's, and then, let's go murder them. And then, and then he said, actually, hey, hey 1,000 people, or I guess thousands of people manning these 1,000 ships... I'm actually going to go to King's Landing and talk, talk, try to fuck the queen. Can you guys just like wait on the other side of the world real quick? Cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so yeah. Anyways, John says it sounds like you admire Cersei, and then Sansa looks down and fucking dramatic music plays, and she says, "I learned a great deal from her file footage not found." Who the? F- Who? 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 Cersei. Um, so yeah, John knows that Bran is alive, by the way, none of this matters. And yeah. then there's a guy painting a big map of Westeros on the ground for no reason in King's Landing. So, that's the next scene? That's the next scene. So, Cersei and Jamie are standing in the room where some fucking old dude is literally in work in progress painting a two-scale map of Westeros on the ground of the floor, and she's walking on it. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you know how, like, when they did... In these re- in vampire times when they did shit like this, and they would have like a table with a map on it, and they would have little figures that was so they could like plan things and 
And yeah, like, like the Dragonstone table that we see in this exact same episode. Yeah, but this is the floor and it's big so she can walk on it. And people can say, oh, she's she's standing at the twins. and it She's standing something. at the neck and Jamie's at the fa- the Valencar. You know, it's like good. the Valencar theory that's not in the fucking show? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Maggie the Frog said that Cersei would have three children, but then they added a fourth baby with Robert for no reason? Remember when she already had, like, the fourth baby was already established, so they could have fucking changed the prophecy to say four babies, but they didn't? They write the script and don't proofread it and never think about it again. Anyway. Um Remember how they didn't include the Valencar prophecy because then it would be foreshadowing instead of just, like, a shock that isn't built at all? Yeah, exactly. It's good. Um, and so, yeah, Cersei uh, no, just kind of knows that Jamie and Tyrion are best friends and does nothing about it except scolds him Cer- once the season. Somehow, Cersei knows that Daenerys is sailing across the Narrow Sea. Uh-huh. She knows this even though the entire army of the Vale could get through fucking Moat Caelan and the whole world untouched. And yes. she also knows that Tyrion has been made Daenerys's hand. Yes! How? Uh-huh. And she also she also knows that um all of the Freys have been killed. She does. Yeah, she said, and like Jamie's like, we have armies to this uh, this over here to the northwest as as well because all the Freys are dead, and whoever did that is no friend of ours. Oh God! Like it's. I know it's not the same thing, but like shit just happens, and then that's it. Like, there's no way you can wipe out an entire family at once. Like, it's impossible. It's good. It's it's good writing. It's Emmys. Um. So yeah. Ja- so Cersei so says, "Okay, Jamie, where do you think Daenerys and Tyrion are going to land?" And he says, "They're going to land at Dragonstone." And then walks over to Dragonstone and then explains how Stannis left his home completely unguarded and unsupplied, the way that somebody does. Remember when we're getting fucking exposition in season seven? Yeah, and then Cersei says the four directions, and then also knows that Jon Snow has just been declared king, and that Sansa is standing is sitting right beside him, even though she has no role. She just knows that she's there now and doesn't care. She doesn't care. Remember when she wanted every when she was murdering like fake, like not Tyrions because she wanted Sansa dead so bad, and now she doesn't care, even though she knows literally exactly where she is, and she's like, oh, they sent us a raven to pledge fealty, but meanwhile she should still be on the run for murder. Jamie says Cersei's the queen of three kingdoms at best, and then Cersei says, I know how the Game of Thrones, you win or you die, and I know that if you win, you can launch a thousand-year dynasty. Um, Remember when the Tyrells have the biggest army in the world? I wonder the, if that's going to come up. The characters with names died. Oh. Okay. Um, then Jamie explains that all of their children died, and then Cersei says, it'll be a dynasty for us then. Um... Which is good writing. Um, so then Jamie decides to bring up Tommen for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he also says, our baby boy killed himself, as if Jamie has ever given a shit about their kids, yep. even once. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does, because, hey, did you know that Jamie's a good guy now? Wait, he's what? Um, hey, also, hey, remember um, when they shot a scene so bad that it was like very clearly rape, and then it's never explored ever again? Yeah, nothing ever happened because of it. And it's just, like, not brought up and doesn't change characters or anything. And they've never, like, apologized for it or, like, mentioned it. Anyways, um, Cersei says, Tommen betrayed me. Mm-hmm. And then, just, 
Jamie said, like, he's like, why don't you care about her children? Because the one thing you got to know about Cersei Lannister is that she doesn't give a fuck about her kids. If there's one thing about Cersei Lannister you got to know is that you gotta she, hates know. she hates her kids. Is the and thing. then here's the, I, I only caught this on a rewatch. She says exactly the same shit that Sansa said last episode. She's like, I love them, I did, but they're ashes and they're and we're still flesh and blood, which is exactly what Sansa said to Jon. It's like poetry. Fuck this show. Like, honestly. Hey, what if we made it so, um, first of all, what if we made a convoluted thing just so we could, like, like rape Sansa in season five and then nothing comes of it? Um, and also we, like, kind of, like, make that her starting point as a badass for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then we make her, the only people she trusts and, like, be Cersei and Littlefinger, her two abusers from the book. Would that be good? I think it would be so good. Um, this is, is that- why it's really good when Brian Cogman's always like, Sansa's my favorite character. Is this, Good stuff from Brian Cogman. Is, is this the end of the scene yet? Um, let's see. Uh, well, Cersei says, "Do you think I listened to Tywin Lannister for forty years and learned nothing?" And then Euron shows up. Oh my god! Before before we get to Euron, I, I need a quick breather. Uh huh. Okay. Do you mind if we uh, take a trip to the Iron Bank? Absolutely. Do you get it? Yeah, Tychonosaurus, the character that exists. It exists. We have a Patreon. It's Patreon time, baby. Patreon.com slash PostGameThrones. That's us. You can give us money if you like what we do, and we don't. So please help us. Uh, you can get you can get a a cool, a funny. Your name will be changed in the chat, and you can send in a message, and we'll read it like idiots. And when we do fun streams once a month, you can uh, be involved in it. Uh, this month's planned stream. I don't know if you know the the good wrestling game Fire Pro Wrestling World or whatever it's called. Came the good out, game, and it has a extremely robust character creation. Mm. So I I was thinking we could create our uh, that for that tier of donors we would create I could create them in the game and then we would battle it out for uh for who who's the Pigot champion. I like it. So yeah, that'll be fun. It's good. Uh, and also we at, at the uh, five dollar five dollar reward tier, you get a special shout out in an episode chosen randomly. And I'm going to go through the list now, and pick one special user. Oh, drum roll, drum roll, please. Thanks. Uh, this week's uh, special user of the week is Wyatt. Hey, Wyatt. Wyatt Weekend Teeth, a, a honorary member of the Brotherhood Without Manners. And because um, last shout-out guy, Patrick got mad at us for not plugging his Twitter. Oh, yeah. Would, would you like... Producer Kim isn't here, so if you could go get his Twitter and say it. Hey, go follow my good friend Patrick, at, uh, who loves uh, Stannis Baratheon and thinks that the Baratheons have the rightful claim to the Iron Throne. Uh, you can get good takes about things like that, um, about the leader, things like how... The head honcho of the, the Baratheon Terror Initiative. Uh-huh, yeah, at, at PG1497. There it is. And you can find uh, Wyatt at Balls Akimbo on nice. Twitter. And this is the part where people pay us money and we say mean things about them. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm Wyatt. My art's really good and Kim wants to be my best friend. Whoa. Um, uh, I don't know, I was trying to think of things for Wyatt, but I just kept thinking about how Bray Wyatt sucks. I have cool hair. (laughs) Look at me. Everyone likes me. Yeah. That's my... my That's my impression of everybody who fucking, like, 
is known in this like in the crank niche. In the crank except nation. for you and me. <laughs> Everyone's best friends and they hate us. <laughs> but yeah, you can pay for that. Thank you. We'll, we'll see you next time. Back see you next the, time. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the rest of the episode. Fuck it. Yeah. So this is this when your run shows up. It's the soft reboot, Eddie. Boy. <laughs> this panic at the disco looking motherfucker. This fucking Bam Margera ass. Billy Joe Armstrong looking Reven motherfucker. Fucking Meatloaf Rocky Horror Picture Show looking. This paradise by the dashboard light motherfucker. <laughs> hey, what? what's up? My name is Jerome Margera and I'm going to be kicking my brother's ass all day. <laughs> Welcome to Westeros. I'm going to be pushing my brother off bridges all day. Now I'm just imagining Balon. What was the fucking guy Don Vito just like? <laughs> like he's wearing a leather jacket and like a V-neck, and he has eyeliner on. Hey, remember how George R. R. Martin like made this like rich pirate story world of a Reven culture that's like so dense that it could be its own story? But here they just make Euron wear eyeliner because do you guys know Jack Sparrow from pop culture? He's also that a pirate. All they fucking so Euron shows up with ten million ships, and all they fucking needed was the Pirates of the Caribbean scene when Jack's like ship is sinking and Jack Sparrow is like funny standing on. Yeah, um, and then he says, "But you have heard of me." Yeah, you have heard of it's me. It's me, Jack Sparrow. You're on Greyjoy. I'm sure you know me in my big car. Um. So. Oh, yeah, in the last scene, Cersei was like, we need to get help from people who will help us. And then Euron shows up, he's like, yo, what's up, you want my help? And Cersei says, no, go away. <laughs> it's good! It's that's, I'm not joking, that's what happens. I know! <laughs> he's, he's, she fucking summons him and then says, I decline your request. And he says, I'm gonna go do something good to get you to like me. And that's pretty much it, but he was wearing a dumbass outfit, so whatever. Hey, remember how uh, Cersei says uh, Euron came here for a queen, and then Jamie makes a shocked cuck face, and then that's going to be this fucking storyline. Jamie gets cucked. It's like because of- also like Euron's like I can offer you two good hands, which means that like it's like a finger joke because like Jamie only has one hand, and then mm-hmm. he also makes shocked cuck face, mm-hmm. and then the fucking Cersei's going to fuck Euron, and then Jamie's going to kill her. Hmm. <laughs> It's going to be very good when that happens. I can't wait. I'm not going to read The Wizard Winner now, because that's what's going to happen. Remember when they gave him Victarion's plotline, but not? And instead of, like, he wants to fuck Cersei, but he's going to kill um, the Sand Snakes instead? Mm-hmm. It's going to be my very favorite, good. My favorite thing about Euron in this scene, uh, besides the fact that he looks like fucking Meatloaf from Rocky Horror Picture Show, mm-hmm. is... Um, he says that he's the greatest captain on the 14 seas. So they just Arthur Dane to the entire ocean. Yeah. They're like, oh, is the seven, a captain of the seven seas, is that badass? Let's mm, double it. Let's double it. We have more of them here. And then, yeah, so Euron explains that the Iron Fleet will help them defend against all of their inland enemies for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, um... You know, like the, uh, the Tyrells. And then, yeah, it should also be mentioned yet again that um, they do sail past um, Dragonstone, which is, like, the perfect stronghold for a naval army. Yep, sail it completely past. They have to go down south around the entire country and back up again on the east side to get there, but Dragonstone... Yeah, so then Cersei says, no! And then Euron says, okay, I'll come back with who fucking cares. And then that's it. And then he leaves. 
So it's going to be fucking, I don't know, like, Olena or Tyrion or a dragon or something. It doesn't fucking matter. It's going to be the, um, what is it? The Dornley. His big like, cock. It's going to be his big cock and he's going to capture Ilario, who, for some reason, they only have, like, one rinky-dink boat that they're all on at once. And then, hey, remember how the King's Moot had 30 people? Yeah. that's all. And now he has know. enough people. Why didn't Danny just, like, say that she wanted a thousand ships and build them herself? Oh, that is what happened. Remember when the Dothraki have never even seen water in their lives and don't have a word for it, but they were perfectly manning the ships and sailing them across the entirety of the ocean? Absolutely fine. Jamie Rabby. Jamie Rabby. Dovagetti! Hey, let me hit you with this. Um, yeah. Hey, what if they call the Citadel the Shitadel? Is that what happens now? That's what's next. Sam's putting so away books. I, I want to uh, to make this clear for because I know we a sizable portion of our listeners don't watch the show. There was a two minute like, you, and you know what's the guy who did like uh, Shaun of the Dead and like Hot Fuzz Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. You know when he does the thing to show like time passing, he does the quick cuts. It's like someone like shoop, 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 like drinks a drink and it's like shoop, and then they slam it down and mm-hmm. then like a fork clangs and then the motor and then they get somewhere else. It's cut like a fucking Budweiser commercial. It was that, but for two minutes of watery shit of Sam shoveling it. Yeah, I ca- like I, I counted, and um, it lasts ninety seconds from the first to last turd that they show. Do you know how when you go to college and you have to shovel shit while you take classes? Mm-hmm. That's what's happening in real life. Like this is not like I, I literally I texted I texted Eddie and I was like, this could have been from our last episode where we just made shit up. Where Sam shovels shovel shit, and then he looks at the slop he has to eat and reminds him of shit so he doesn't eat it. And then it keeps cutting back to the shit, and then he goes to Archmaester Marwyn, who's farting in his sleep, and then picks up his turns. Yep. Archmaester Marwyn, who doesn't believe in magic and has wants nothing to do with it. And he's, then he like then Sam looks at book jail a little bit that he can't go into, and then he looks at some turds some more. Remember when the fuck a book about Dragonstone is in the restricted section? Remember how it's the first and only book that he sees and looks at, and it immediately has the Care for Grayscale in it? Why would a why is there a restricted section? First of all, second of all, why is a book about the history of Dragonstone there? Other than the plot said we had to do. Do it? you know? Do you know why there's a restricted section? Tell me, Brooks. Because this is they only know how to write one thing, and this is think about it the exact fucking same way that that they did the House of Black and White. There's a secret society, and he's trying to get in, but all he's doing is cleaning corpses for, as an apprentice in the secret society while trying to gain access behind a locked door. Remember when Sam is George R. R. Martin's self-insert character, and they had him shovel shit for two minutes and throw up? Um, remember when it was hard for George R. R. Martin to write the fifth book, and he called it The Miranese Knot because all of these plots were converging, and then they took that and they made it a sexual position that Pod fucked? It's so good. It's very good to see in here. So after this 90-second poop montage that is literally real, like, literally not a joke, it's, like, it's it's jarring. It's not shot, the, like, the rest of the show. Um, it was, like, you know the fu- those funny videos where a bunch of, like, it'll be, like, a bunch of kitchen things, but, like, uh, they all make noises, and then the noises come together and make a song? You know yeah, I mean? it was fucking stomp, but with turds. It was that, but with diarrhea everywhere. It was a everyone diarrhea vine Citadel, compilation. Everyone in the Citadel has diarrhea all the time. Yeah. And then meanwhile, they open up this corpse, and Sam's, like, weighing his liver, and they're like, drinking is bad. 
And then Sam's like, hey, can I look at the restricted library? And how many fucking scenes are we going to get of people trying to say to people who don't believe them that they've seen White Walkers? And then, this has been happening since season fucking one, the first episode, actually, thinking about it now. And then Archmage Marwin, who in the books does, like, magic, he's like, magic isn't real. Yeah, and then he says that he believes Sam and that the White Walkers are probably real, but it doesn't matter. Because the wall <clears throat> has always stood, and it's <clears throat> always going to stand, and that, the wall will keep us safe, Sam. So as long as the wall stands, it's not really the final season of the show. Yeah, it's perfect. What could go wrong? So then Sam steals the key and he goes into the restriction section and then um, Brienne is at Winterfell and fucking kill me. Brienne is at Winterfell and she's like uh, sparring with Podrick and Podrick does something like not good and then she just gets mad at him and punches him and walks away. Um, yeah, because you know, like, Tormund yeah, walks up. Like Brienne would do. Yeah, it's like it's Brienne's hearth. She, yeah. Um, so Tor- Tormund is making like horny DreamWorks face. Um, again, because that's all he's done for the last... There was, there was a scene earlier this episode where he said that he was going to go man Eastwatch by the sea to stop the White Walkers over there. Um, How many guess, episodes before Tormund dies? It's going to be the fucking end of the season. He's going to die saving Brienne, and then Brienne's going to love him forever. I give him four episodes. I feel like that's going to be one of the ones to remind you that anyone can die, even though who gives a fuck about him. Yeah, it's like it's like how like I was certain that Braun was gonna die in Dorn just because like anytime they have a secondary character, they're like eh, any secondary character can die. Then <laughs> the House of the Undying. And the ironic irony. Um. So yeah, just to stress this again, um, Brienne literally try to find a single split second shot of Brienne showing Tormund anything but disgust or discomfort, even like. Not even, like, a polite, like, smile, like, just, like, get this creep away from you. Um, but no, every, like, BuzzFeed's, like, squad goals, relationship goals. <sighs> so, yeah, um, Pod, Brienne, like, beats up Pod, and uh, the headcanon that I've seen people have is that, like, oh, now she's nervous, because she, like, she has a crush on Torment now. Because she's shown so many, so much evidence of that. Um, remember when she was, she just saw her, the love of her life, Renly Baratheon, die, and then she was oh, stricken with grief and she could still kill actual knights? Mm-hmm. Um, but now she, and remember when she fought, fought in fucking Renly's Kingsguard when she was alive and was totally, like, fine and, like, one of the best fighters in Westeros? But here, um, Torment is horny and, uh, woman on top. Yeah, it's good when you think about it. So, um, Littlefinger and Sansa are just kind of watching the scene from the balcony the way that people do. Mm-hmm. They're Little watching. Fingers. They're watching the scene like how people in WWE watch TV backstage. <laughs> yeah, like they're slightly angled away from it so you can see their muscles, but they're still watching. Uh huh. Um. So Sansa's like, "What do you want, Peter?" And then he, Peter's like, "Are you happy? I know that you're safe. You know what I want." And then Sansa says, actually, I just want peace, peace and quiet right now. And for this scene, Peter, I hate you, even though I trusted you over John last scene. I and she's like, oh, hate you. you don't have to say anything. I know it's going to be like a witty line. And then she leaves. Yeah. Hey, like genuine question, like for viewers or like anybody who watches the show or like David Benioff or Dan Weiss or fucking Brian Cogman or anybody like that. Um, who does Sansa like most? John, Littlefinger or Cersei? Probably Cersei based on this episode. It seems like the list goes Cersei, Littlefinger, John. Yeah. Then Ned and Rob at the bottom. Mm, and then Tom Rickon. <laughs> yeah. 
Even um, remember how Ed Sheeran has had more lines on this show since 2013 than Rick on Stark? Are we at the Ed Sheeran scene now? Hell no, not yet. Um, we're going long today, buddy. We're going long. Um, so Brienne shows up and Littlefinger... Littlefinger's still there because they need his men because that's the way that war works. Um, and then, so... Uh, Sansa says, Littlefinger's the one who saved us from Ramsay, even though fucking last season her whole thing was like, I saved us all from Ramsay, and also John saved us all from Ramsay, but in this episode, it's Littlefinger. Davos is gonna save him next episode. Where's Sweet Robin? I don't... Because yeah. Jan Royce is there. Is he just like, is it like Dragonstone, except the, va- like the eerie is just fucking Sweet Robin on top of a mountain by himself? No one is there, it's just Sweet Robin. Just opening and closing the, the moon door back and forth? He's just sitting on the throne having like muscle spasms while the moon door opens and closes. <laughs> it's good. Um, mm-hmm. Sansa says she knows exactly what Littlefinger wants, which is the line that she said in season four when we thought that she was finally being done being manipulated by Peter Baelish. And anyways, Ed Sheeran's here. Now we're at Ed Sheeran? Hey, did you hear what cool song he was singing? He was singing the Hands of Gold song that's from the books and not in the show, and it's about Tyrion's plotline. And then, and then Arya's like, I've never heard that song before. And then Ed Sheeran says, this song, is it's a new one. Like, I mean, just like, you, there's no, you're like, I can't, what's, I can't think of the word for it. Like, create, creative... Uh, whatever, like, artistic integrity, like, it's gone. Like, if you even ever believe there was any with this show, it's fucking no, out yeah, cause, the window. Because at, uh, at least any other time, it's like, oh, like, uh, this band is like Coldplay's at the Red Wedding. Like, Mastodon was like Wildlings. This scene was literally written because Arya's actor is a fan of Ed Sheeran and wanted Ed Sheeran there. Yeah, like, to be, coming, to be clear... Like, Instead of him coming to the set one day and being like, hey, what's up? They literally wrote a scene where Ed Sheeran is in the show and talks to Arya and is nice to her. In this multiple close-up shots, like a, mul- probably like a six-minute scene, right? Like It was at least four minutes. And in this show that they're like, we're only doing seven episodes, then we need to finish the story quick. They put this scene where Arya talks to Ed Sheeran. Yeah, like, you, you, can fuck, you can do a meet and greet, you know? You know, like, you could have Ed Sheeran come to the set... Remember when in like the earliest se- earlier seasons, Arya had to travel as a boy because it's dangerous for like a young girl on the King's Road by herself. Yeah, historical now, accuracy, you know. But now she's just walking nice, and she's like, "Yo, what's up? I'm I'm Arya Stark, and I'm here to kill the queen." And they're all nice and laugh with her. Yeah, because they're all wearing red and they're Lannister soldiers, and they um they offer food to just like this random, you know, how, like winter is coming, and it's like nobody has any food left. Anyways. Um, they talk shit about how Cam- King's Landing's bad, and, like, this is so fucking heavy-handed, the way that it's like, hey, random little girl, I, I'm a Lannister soldier, I, I miss my, I want to go fishing with my dad so much, I actually don't care about the Lannister, I don't care about what the High Lords think. Did you know that not all soldiers necessarily believe deeply in the cause, Arya? And then one's like, I want to go home to my wife, because she had a baby. My wife. My wife and Arya's like, is it a boy or a girl? And he says, it's a girl. I want to raise her good. And Arya says, that's gay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, also, just like, I don't know, like talking about timeline shit to me, like, I don't know, at this point in the show, like, I don't want to be like one of those like check marks on Twitter who's like, 
actually, sir, Mr. President, sir, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't in, want in 2013, be, you said that Mitt Romney's healthcare plan was good, but actually, uh, Obamacare yeah, is very I, similar. I don't want to be fucking, like, YouTube guy, like, in this scene, you can see him using his right hand, but in this scene, but, but, like. Yeah, I don't want to be fucking CinemaSins guy, but, like, uh-huh. listen. <laughs> okay, so this is what happened in Arya, in the episode today, with Arya. She killed every Frey and the twins. And then she booked it on horseback. Um, and before she could leave the Riverlands, or like the Frey area, um, news made it back to Cersei. And then she deployed troops to the Riverlands that ran into Arya while she was on horseback, leaving the Riverlands. Yeah. What's, uh, it's realistic. It's like a real show. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so literally this Ed Sheeran scene, I guess, um, if we're judging by how they fucking did Arya and the Hound this episode... Is this is uh, just like character development? Because now Arya thinks that oh maybe like killing indiscriminate like entire houses of people is not excellent. Remember how Ed Sheeran asks Arya if she's old enough to drink in a fantasy world with Did no you know that there's... drinking age? Are you are you old enough to drive that horse? Yeah, he says, "Are you old enough to drink?" Not even like are like are you sure a kid like you can handle this like no literally are you old enough to drink probably because there's some fucking legal thing they had to get around to make this happen mm-hmm. even though she's just drinking like juice yeah and then like but i mean this scene won't matter and like like everybody literally is still just like Arya's such a slay queen badass you know, you know why epic. it's gonna matter because next episode it's gonna show her leaving this camp and they're all gonna be dead they're all gonna be dead it's gonna be like the hound and she's gonna um, have like you- a smile it's really good because all the memes that I've seen from, like, show watchers who like the show is just, like, them making cool jokes about, like, how Bran can't walk about the Ed Sheeran song that's, like, when your legs don't work anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's a great show, and it's the smartest show on the list. The only good thing to happen from the scene is that Ed Sheeran deleted his Twitter because too many people were roasting him for it. <laughs> that is very true. That's the only, like, positive outcome. Yeah, and then, yeah, so, um... So Arya says point blank to these Lannister soldiers that, um, and also she's a faceless man, uh, but she just decides to not, not worry about it. Um, they're like, she's oh, approaching enemy a, soldiers. They're like, what's a like girl all by herself doing coming down this way? And she says, I'm going to go kill the queen. And then everyone looks at her serious and then they laugh. What if, she, what if she skin changed with the horse and she like, she like, she killed a horse and then like put her face on the horse's corpse and then then she took the horse's face and then switched places so then the Lannister soldiers killed her and then the horse is like actually winter has come for you the Lannisters and then she takes off her horse face and then she was called Arya horse face in the books yeah but that's not the show that's true damn I was really close to a good theory mm, almost had another work of the week figured out almost had that. another work of the week hey so anyways did you know that um in this other part of the Riverlands there's a blizzard and because you know how like no Arya was just can, in like there's no way they can be near the wall yet, but fuck it, maybe they are. Like who knows? No, for sure. They, yeah, they're going towards the wall now. Yeah, okay. Um, but no, because they're still in the fucking Riverlands. Because this is the same person that, that Arya yeah, and the Hound met in is. season four when they were okay. in the fucking Riverlands. Yeah, you're right. It's, and and that that was what like mm, let's say three years ago they were fucking bone dust like. They were. It was a fucking biology class skeleton. They they look like mummified. These two people. Like, there's no way that happens. But whatever. Yeah. 
So, okay, so Sandor, it opens with Sandor talking shit about the Lord of Light to Beric and Thoros, which is good character. It's good because later he's going to believe in it. And mm-hmm. so they come across the exact house that he ate funny chicken in two seasons ago, and then Sandor makes a funny joke about Thoros's top knot, not kidding. Mm-hmm. Like a funny, like, nice nice man bun, Gangnam-style pop culture. Yeah. Um... So then they go into this house and the father and the daughter that the hound robbed died right by the window so that you can see them. Mm-hmm. And they fucking, okay, so they run in, they find this like fucking biology class skeleton and it's clearly like a father holding a daughter in their arms because it's very sad and dramatically satisfying. And then, because the audience, they think the audience is so fucking stupid. They have Beric explain, he's like, what do you think happened, the hound? I think what happened is they ended up dead because they didn't have a lot of food and winter was here and then he decided that he would kill his daughter because it was better than continuing to be alive because that's a mercy in this hell world. That's my theory. And like, then, yeah, bud, uh, that's probably and, what happened. And then Beric is there and he says, one upvote, my good sir. <laughs> I also agree with your theory. But consider this, what if the girl was secretly a Targaryen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thoros makes a fire, and the barracks like, hey, did you know that I don't know why the Lord of Light's bringing me back? And, um, they're not gonna do Lady Stoneheart, right? They're not gonna do fucking Lady Stoneheart. I think they're not gonna, because but, like... Because Arya, Arya has already, like, completed her pot, and it was actually, like, a good thing. This is what's gonna fucking happen. They're gonna fucking, because Nymeria's coming back, Arya's gonna die at some point in the season, she's gonna warg in Nymeria... And then Beric's gonna find her body and re- and give his life to resurrect her. Who fucking cares? Yeah. So listen, if there's one thing you gotta know about Sandor Clegane, it's he, that he loves to look at and be around fire. He, he cannot, can't get enough of it. He just cannot get enough of that hot, hot flame. He just he likes to be close to it. He likes to be warmed by it. it and he even says like, "Oh, what." kind of gods, or how can the gods be just if they leave me around a bunch of firefuckers? And it's kind of like, have you ever played a video game that tries to be funny, and it's like, oh, oh, no, now you have to fight a bunch of annoying enemies. Like, if you... Yeah, like, thanks, fucking Banjo-Kazooie, I thought this was prestige television. Yeah, even, like, if you point out the dumb storytelling... Yeah, it's lampshade hanging, TV tropes. It's still dumb. Yeah. (laughs) Um, also this is a cool scene because I got to keep seeing my fucking reflection in my computer screen because it was so fucking pitch black. Mm-hmm. So, um, um Sandor looks... They say, Sandor, look into the fire, show me what you see with your hound eyes. And he can look into the fire and see a vision, you even know, though he hates fire and never looked at it once in his life. You know how, like, priests, like, train for years to read the flames correctly and even Melisandre, like, misreads them all the time? Mm-hmm. Um, anyways... Sandor looks into the fire and he immediately is like, I see the wall. I wonder what's going to happen at the end of the season. I see the wall and I see Eastwatch by the sea and I see a mountain. Do you get it? Do you, I see a mountain? Do you guys get it? The game ball? You get it? Um, so, and then he sees a bunch of whites and now the hound is a Christian. Congratulations, everybody. The hound, Sandor Clegane is a Christian and they and did the they, exact same thing from A Feast for Crows and it's just as good. And then they go outside and dig a grave in like ice dirt that's impossible to dig through. And hey, did they, you... Do you get he grave digger from Feast for Crows? What's that? Is Feast, that oh, that's the funny thing that Ramsey said once. Yeah, he said a Feast for the Crows. Um, hey, remember last season uh, when all of the Hound's friends tragically died, and that made him believe that there were no gods even harder? Who? 
the standard of how he used to have friends, and then it was one of them was the guy from American Gods or something, and then he died, and then he was like, wow, I guess the world really is bad. This time, that happens, and the opposite of that is what Yeah, happens. he sees two dead people who helped him with it, and he says, God is real, actually. I love he God. He says, God, the Judeo-Christian God is real, and then he starts going to youth group, and mm-hmm. they, he plays the game Cubes, and he plays Spider-Man 2 and Super Smash Bros. Melee with all of his youth group friends. Um, okay, so now he believes in the Lord of Light, and he's a Christian now, and then when he buries these people, he prays to the Seven. Yeah. It's good. I mean, I, it's good. So I don't, also, I don't, see, I don't see the problem. It's good because the seven and the red god are the same and they're all real. Um, and he says, he prays over these people and he says, they deserve better. And this is the point where I realize the hound is literally a kinder and more loving character than Sansa Stark. That's why, that's why people ship them is because the Sansa, her hard life has made her like tough and, and murder, but the hound is like, there is good in people and I want, and they'll make them love me is what the, the hound is says. like on Wednesday nights, uh, come to our church. We have GameCube games. We play a lot of fun games and we play, oh, there's pizza for a dollar. It's like a really fun time. There's like rock music. It's great. <clears throat> what a good show. Hey, Eddie, remember it's the season six finale when Sam gets to old town and then he abandons Gilly and little Sam in the lobby because he wanted to look at books. And remember what specifically the guy was like, excuse me, no women or children here. And now they just live there, apparently. And now they're with him and they can live in the Citadel now and it's never mentioned. Remember when Sam stole his father's ancestral uh, Valyrian sword, Heartsbane, and no one has come for it and Sam hasn't mentioned it since he stole it? Sam left it in the bathroom somewhere, you know, (laughs) but he's nervous. Um, so Gilly shows off her reading skills. Um, hey, did you know that, uh, I just opened this book real quick and Dragonstone is is made of a mountain dragon glass, shockingly. And it shows like, and it's like one of those flip books. And if you flip it, you can see Daenerys' fleet arriving at Dragonstone. Mm -hmm. And then, so Sam literally says, Stannis told me, but I didn't, John needs to know. Finish your fucking sentence, Sam. John needs to know this thing that I already knew and just never told him. It's and hey, did you reveal. did you did you realize? Um, hey, guess who has reason to go to Dragonstone and eat out his aunt's pussy now? Jon Snow. And Jon Snow, because there's a mountain of dragon glass there. So guess who's gonna be fucking heading to Dragonstone? And guess who's gonna get eaten out on the throne that we just saw in this episode? Is Daenerys? Daenerys. Daenerys, the girl who's hard to get. <laughs> um, okay, so then later Sam is cleaning out the porta potties, and the poop hand from Majora's mask sticks out. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, um, remember how Jor, like, uh, Daenerys cast Jor away and him somehow, single man, made it across the narrow sea and to the Citadel and has been, like, held, like, captive, I guess, in the Citadel this whole time and Daenerys just made it to Dragonstone? Yeah. Hey, what if instead of, um, Archmaester Marwyn, he was Archmaester Fartwind? I, I would just, I would just go with Archmaester Fartin. Okay, yeah, I'm glad that I workshopped that with Just you. Just condense it. Yeah, it's Archmaester good, it's Farton. It's good. I mean, it's no Euron Get Eye Patch, but... Like. Euron Get Eye Patch is very funny, and friend of the show Patrick said that. It's um, good. So, uh, yeah, I, lo- I love to have a highly infectious, debilitating disease, and then just jump my hand out scarily at strangers. And knock the poopy plate away, and then Sam knock goes... Poopy plate. And then that's it. And then Jorah says, has she come yet? And then Sam says, no, because she hasn't met John yet. No, but she hey, will. Hey, but she will. Um, Sam, you. Sam, you're my brother. You found the dragon glass, and I fucked the I dragon's the, ass. I, I found the dragon's ass. <laughs> yep. 
I can't wait for that dialogue to be in season seven. Um, so yeah, yeah. As you said, Jorah made it to Ve- from Vastoth Rock all the way. Fucking anyways. Um, so Jorah lives in poop now. Um, Dragonglass is going to cure grayscale apparently. And then it's the last uh, scene, finally, guys. So here, here's what happens. No one says anything. Daenerys gets to Dragonstone. Everyone, like, like her unsullied don't, like, she read the script and knew that it was completely unoccupied because there's no, like, royal guard or, like, first, right. like, group that heads in, like, stealth mission to check it out. They all just walk together, all the most important people, like her and Tyrion and Grey Worm and Missandei, and they walk in and no one says anything, and then they open these huge doors that aren't unlocked, and then they walk up these big stairs... <laughs> And then they walk by Stannis' throne room where he sat all the time. And then they walk past the, <laughs> the, the table with the map where he fucked One thing about Stannis you gotta know is that he loves that throne room that we've seen before. And and then he they walk past the table where him and Melisandre did fucky once. And then Daenerys says, like, let's get down to business. And then Bonfire plays. And then that's the end of the episode. <laughs> bonfire. That's exactly how it ends. Yeah, we see all these fucking Dragonstone set pieces that they couldn't do before because an evil man who always had evil music following him around was playing there. And this is... They walk into Dragonstone and it's completely fucking abandoned. Like, the only thing that's... Like, there's no fucking rugs. There's nothing. Nothing The only thing that's there is fucking one lone burning stag, like, banner that she tears down. And it's cool and it's just badass music and then I get dysentery. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, also, so, so, so when, when Stannis was just like going to, I guess the Iron Bank, was he just like, okay, Solice and Shireen, load up all your shit. Um, Solice, uh, could you just grab all of those like weird machoke fetuses that you keep around? Um, and just put those on the boat and take that to war with us. Cool. It's good when you think about it. It's good. And next episode, they're going to open up a broom closet, and Gendry's going to be inside of it jerking off, and and then, like, he's going to be like, oh, I'm, hey, I'm pretty Like, that- what role do you think Gendry's going to... He's going to have to, like, reunite with Davos somehow. Fuck. Yeah, that is how it's going to work. That's what Davos is going to fucking do. Mm. Anyway. I don't care. Do we, um... Is, do we, do you have, we have that good special segment that everyone loves to hear? Warg of the week. Warg of the week. Warg of the week. Warg of the week. <laughs> what is it? Hit me with it. Okay, so there's a lot of focus on dragon glass in this episode. We even we see it written down multiple times, you know, but we never really like like what is this mysterious substance? How did it get here? Why do only the maesters seem to like know about it? You know, why mm-hmm. are they why do they have a monopoly on info? Mm-hmm. So I thought about why it was like we saw it written out in Sam's books and stuff, and you know they don't make shots for nothing. This means something. So perhaps the spelling was a clue. So I put dragon glass into an anagram generator, and found out that it's an anagram for grand ass log. <laughs> so my theory is that dragon glass is made out of turds. Um, I like it because think about it. Why are the maesters hoarding and harvesting all of these turds from Sam's montage? Mm-hmm. He has he has thousands of porta potties filled with shit because they're mm-hmm. turning the turds into dragon glass. Think about it. Where does Sam first find dragon glass on the fist of the first men? Do you remember? In like a dirt, like a shit. In a in a dirt hole. Okay, like a butt. All right, uh-huh. and I know I know you're thinking. Certainly, Dragonstone with its mountains of dragon glass couldn't just be repurposed shit. Well. I plugged Dragonstone into an anagram generator and got groaned tons. 
tons of grown turds that have been groaned out. Um, it's made of turds, folks. And that's why Daenerys only touches the sand in this episode instead of, like, kissing the ground the way that people do when they return home in movies and TV. Because it's, it smells bad. And that's also why Jorah is resting in this hyperbaric turd chamber. Because turds are dragon glass. So that's why his grayscale isn't getting worse. As long as he stays in the turds, he's, his condition is he won't die. And that's why Shireen's uh, grayscale didn't get bad. Because she was constantly surrounded by the incubation power of turds. Yeah, she lived on Turd Island. Um, and so yeah, in conclusion, Tywin Lannister might shit gold, but the Maesters are shitting glass. Thank you for listening. I like it. I confirmed. Confirmed. Thanks. Uh, questions. Hey, remember when I did a Warg of the Week in like episode two that was like, Ned used the sewer systems to warg and go help Daenerys and that's literally what Jorah Mormont did? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure at the time I did confirm it. So... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like dunking on you. I know that you've all. You always believe in me more than anybody else in the world, and I love you for it. Mm-hmm. But this is for the haters. It's for the haters. Haters, let the haters. haters be your motivators. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of questions. Yeah, we're, I'm not gonna do them all. We'll we'll get to them over time. You know, I feel like we're gonna get a. Let me delete this one about oranges right quick. <laughs> get that out of the queue. Um. And we'll get to all of them eventually, but we gotta gotta take them a bit at a time. If you want to send us a question, go on our Tumblr, postgamethrones.tumblr.com, send an ask, email us, postgot at gmail.com. First question comes from Tumblr user Venusaurphobia, who asked, Do you think Bran telling John his lineage is going to change anything at all? Is it going to no! make him more or less likely to make Whoopi with Danny? None. None. He's gonna warg into John's balls and hold his comeback like Hodor. Next question. Uh, next question comes in from tumblr user mojito castle asked a question hey it's elliot can you please tell my dad how to eat oranges no no next question um from tumblr user a lost king who still cared asked i was about to say it it was really stupid how sansa cited cersei as a political role model and called robin the dumb when many people are still loyal to the latter two unlike cersei and then i realized they fucked that up too it's good yep and it's good three points it's all good Uh, Tumblr user, traditional marriage, asked a question. Honestly, Littlefinger is the real hero of the North. He leads the army that defeats Ramsay, doing way more than Jon, and he backs Sansa, the rightful heir. He's doing way more good for the North than anyone else. Can, it's, I've, I've had a lot of, like, unintentional contact with people who like the show in the last 36 hours, and it's, I don't know, like, not so fucking like Craig Mountain wrote about it, but, like, the show is so fucking predictable at this point. Like, it's like, oh, I wonder how Sansa's gonna finally realize that Littlefinger betrayed Ned. Oh, guess who just showed up? The Hound with nothing to do, who's heading north. I wonder how that's gonna work out. The one person who saw the Littlefinger betray Ned. But, like, people, like, they have these, like, I talked to somebody yesterday who thinks that Littlefinger's gonna end the show on the fucking Iron Throne. <clears throat> and it's, it's, um, somebody doesn't understand how on top these women are, first of all. It's just, it's, I can't believe that people, like, actually have things to discuss about this show. Like, it's, it's so true. fucking evident what's gonna happen. It's good. And it's, like, it's pretty good. It's prestige television. And everyone likes it. They, like, they managed to, like, set everything up without doing any photo, like, or foreshadowing. Uh, it's amazing. Tumblr user. Let's see. Ape of Naples asked the question Why is everyone nice. a goth this season? It's the empowered color. 
It's the empowered color. That's black is when you you wear that. That means you're cool and tough. That's the only. Does way. anybody wear any clothes that aren't black in this episode? Jamie might be wearing brown. He has a gold hand. Nice. Tumblr user Run the Gems asked the question. Please tell me who opened Dragonstone up to Danny. There was no one there, and no one had taken it after Stannis, so she could have just waltzed right in. How? Maybe it was Ed Sheeran. The Mad King warged the door. Next question. Uh, Tumblr user Dork <laughs> asked the question. The boys are back in Old Town. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Tumblr user, it's a bunch of zeros with a dash between a zero and a bunch more zeros, asked the question. Nice. I think I watched, like, one total episode of season six, and I don't know what to expect from next season. What's in store for us? What are you most looking forward to and or dreading? Um. Genuine question. Is there anything you're looking forward to? Like, even just, like, set pieces? Finishing this season so we can talk about JoJo again. I am looking forward to JoJo. You guys should listen to Yada Yada Boys, because uh, it's our cool JoJo podcast. And it's fun to do, and I like it. But yeah, and it's like... probably, like, the fucking, like, Danny and John. Like, I just, because, like, just we looking joke... looking forward about, to it? No, dreading it. Because, like, we joke about it so much, but at some point it's going to be real, and it's not going to be funny anymore. It's going to be real, and it's going to be the most watched sex scene of all time. Um, and, yeah, it's just, it's bad... I don't know, like, I don't, I don't even get joy from, like, there's, I realize that the, there's no way that the show can make me happy at this point, because, like, if they, if they do nods to things, they like, do them in the most wrong way possible. Also, like, fucking, like, I expect nods in fucking improv scenes, you know? Mm. Like, I expect, like, if somebody, like, does fucking party quirks, and their quirk is that they're Jamie Lannister, I expect them to be like, Hey, could you give me a hand with these Cheetos? I don't have a penis. I'm gonna king slay these Doritos. Like, I don't, I don't expect nods from an adaptation. Mm. So I don't, I don't appreciate the fucking like. Oh, he digs a grape. He's the grape digger. Oh, um, hands of gold are always cold, but a woman's hands are warm. Yeah, but like, yeah. Well, when they fucking put in that book shit, it makes me just as mad as if they just leave it out. I remember when they called an episode "The Winds of Winter." They call it the Winds of Winter, and if they call the last episode of this fucking show a dream of spring, um, I'm gonna rip my dick I'm gonna, off and throw I'm gonna bury myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same user, zero, 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 asked a question. So I'm listening to old episodes, and in episode 7, one of you asked, are there Game of Thrones haters? What's their thing? I bet we did say that, we huh? probably did. Uh, time makes fools of us all. Yeah. I missed season 5! Did, did we milkshake duck ourselves? I think we milkshake ducked ourselves. Everyone loves Eddie and Brooks, the funny podcast host of post-Game of Thrones. Five minutes later, it turns out they liked it at some point. (laughs) Are you... Can Uh, we, like... I don't know. I don't want to talk about the leaks, but, like, I do want to, like... Because I don't want to know them, but, like... I'm kind of... No, I was going to say I'm excited about seeing the set piece that they're going to show in episode three, but no, I'm not. The one I told you? Yeah. It's just going to be bad. Uh, Tumblr user Shoulderfins asked, I saw a bunch of posters for season seven on the subway, Stockholm, with just random quotes from the show, like, nothing isn't better or worse, it's just nothing. (laughs) And, I don't trust the maesters, I trust their intentions, which I guess is a memorable line, even if it's no Emmy winning happy shitting. So anyway, what lines would you pick to accurately market the show, and which book lines for the good books? My line is The Man Breaks. Fucking nobody knows who a maester is who watches the show. Um, The Man Breaks is very good. Yeah. 
Did, was it books from the show, like quotes it from says, the books? What lines would you pick to accurately market the show, and which book lines for the good books? So, like, the show marketing would have to be like, "Must kill my niece and nephew" or whatever. No, literally, the the show line I would use is like stage direction, rings, bell, fire, and blood. Just yeah. in that last Ver- Varys, because that's it's it's just jangling keys and saying house words at this point. And Varys was hiding behind the curtain the whole time, waiting for someone to summon him. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking boo bell from Mario Party. Yeah, and she summoned him from Marine, and then he swam back so he could cool, come back in a cool so way. So he, he stole coins from the Lannisters, and now he's sending them back to Daenerys. Man, I wonder if Cersei cares at all that Varys is with. No, she doesn't. She hasn't. No one has mentioned Varys at all, other than Tyrion saying he has no dick. Yeah, I mean it's a fair point. Uh, oh, oh, it's part two. Also, thank you so much for doing this. There's a bunch of great, smart, critical analyses. Is that how you say it? Yeah, of, you got it. Of Game of Thrones, but you're always hitting that great emotional frequency slash frustration to goof ratio that I need to get through this, and you're also very funny as the thing, and please bring back Halo 2 Skull. Uh, I've recently went back and did research, and it's actually Halo 4 Skull. Okay, so when the Hound goes into the Riverlands house, um, the Halo 4 Skull comes out of C- the Comes out corner. of the fire, and it's very cool. Yeah, and it's like, wow, it's, I can't believe that's the... That's Micah, the butcher's boy who I killed. Do you guys remember season one? Nymeria's back! Uh, this one, this one just, this was from Anonymous, and I understand why, because it says, Bladeth Burr Bass, and it's all the bee emojis. That's a funny joke that people like. That's pretty good. Hey, what if Jorah Mormont called her Balisi instead? It would be really funny. Yeah. Uh, enemy of the show, Matt Tramampoline, asked hey, a question. Hey, Eddie, sorry, sorry, hate to interrupt. The Borth remembers. The Borth does remember. Byron Blood. Sorry, continue. Is what they say. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, vengeance. <laughs> Justice. Byron. Oh man, that's pretty good. Um Enemy of the show Matt Trampoline asked a question. Poster guys draft teams. That could be a source of fun for questions. Hey, check us out, Bonely Cat. Bonely Cat. Your <laughs> your your <bister. laughs> What was the back question Matt asked? Uh talk about our fantasy teams. Oh yeah, we did a fantasy league on the Discord. Um, it's like uh, you draft. We drafted characters um, of of who we thought would do things. Like if you kill someone, you get points. If you say something funny, you get points. Stuff like that. Talk about um, um, every every time Jon Snow like makes Daenerys finish, then like that's five extra points. You, you do. You tell them about your team and your standings first, because you're 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 off to a good start. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We're both off to pretty good starts, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my team is very good. Um, I got the number two seed. Nice. Um, John's going to put the number two seed in there. <laughs> God. Um, and uh, my team is John Snow, Sansa Stark, uh, Nymeria Wolf. Um, that's her full name. Uh, Sweet Robin and uh, Melisandre. Oh, so, um, my team name is also Davos Seaworth of Pokemon Going to Die. And I'm tied for second place right now. Tied for second place with 30 points. Uh, my team consists of The Night King, Olena Tyrell, Samuel Tarly, Bran Stark, and Theon Greyjoy. Uh, my team is called The Character Assassination of Jamie Lannister by the Coward's Wife and Benioff, and I am currently in last place with negative five points. So Why uh, is that? Uh, I got 20 points for Bran doing something, but apparently whoever runs this says what Sam is doing now was a loss of status, which is minus 25 points. Even though, for sure. Like, even though, like, a trainee at the Citadel probably has a higher social standing than Man of the Night's Watch. 
He literally gave access to a restricted area and then discovers the thing that's going to lead to the good guys winning. It's good. It's good. And uh, yeah, so Bran, yeah, Bran did a lot of important shit. His his status definitely went up when he went to the other side of the wall, I guess? I don't know. Whatever. Maybe maybe know. Bran's the Lord Commander now. <laughs> my favorite my favorite little Pigot thing is like hearing a moment of silence and thinking, oh no, did my connection cut out or is Eddie about to yawn? Yeah, it's me yawning. Uh, that's the yeah. episode. Thank you for listening. That's the episode. Sorry it's long. They're probably all going to be pretty long because the last episode is literally fucking like 90 minutes, I think. Oh, God. But maybe by then we'll have gotten out all our like... Yeah. And then we can, we can <laughs> with clear eyes, we can discuss this perfect 90-minute episode of television that we'll watch later. We can talk about Caesar Zeppeli for fucking 90 minutes. He's good. Caesar, you know. Um, I love Caesar Chan. Patreon.com slash post Game of Thrones. I'm Squiz Pillion on things. I'm Brooks as a noun. Didn't we have another sign off that was like we recently added? I think so. It's been over a year though. It was going to be a good one too. We've GOT to go, Sonic the Hedgehog. You go, uh, Happy Shitting. Happy Shitting, that's it. Happy Shitting. Happy Shitting. See you next week. Happy Shitting. AV, Recl- AV Club gave us the name artist. Happy Shitting. Bye. <laughs>